Welcome to SGTM Talks. We hope you find this encouraging and inspiring. Well, it is so good to be speaking to you today as we look at this section in the New Testament, 1 John chapter 5, as we conclude this short collection of talks where we've looked at each chapter of John, 1 John. As this author, this elder John, the apostle, the beloved disciple, speaks to a church surrounded with division, surrounded by turmoil, surrounded by confusion. And into this context, we have this remarkable letter, almost a sermon, which utilizes the rhetoric technique of amplification, whereby John will go round and round in a number of points, two to be precise, to highlight the significance of who Jesus Christ is for that, not just that church, but I believe for our church here today. So I'm going to read uh, 1 John 5, and as I've said every week, there's so much to be said about these passages of Scripture, more than can be allotted in the short time that we have. So I do encourage you to go away and read this section of Scripture, to meditate on this Scripture, to ask what more God could be saying, as I offer a few thoughts that I believe God has spoken to me, to you today. Reading from verse 1 of John 1, chapter 5. John writes this, everyone who believes that Jesus Christ is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And there are three in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That is, we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have, have what we have asked him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God, and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true. 
and we are in him who is true by being in his son jesus christ he is the true god and eternal life dear children keep yourselves from idols recently i have been through the saga of purchasing a roof box for my car ahead of this summer this comes not just out of the necessity of having more space in the car that is required for having more children but also out of a refusal to own a bigger car in central London. So I'm the sort of guy who likes to plan things. I'm the sort of guy who has multiple tabs open about a specific thing that he's buying and who tends to do research and research and research upon the things that he wants to buy. So over the last few weeks, there have been multiple occasions where you would have stumbled into, if you'd have been around me, you would have seen me just sitting on... The Fueler website, or Fuel, I've still yet to actually work out how to say that word, T-H-U-L-E. Anyway, the Roofbox company, and I would be on their website looking up uh, what sort of roofbox my car can have and what sort of roof bars I need to get to get that roofbox, etc. See, uh, I went through this plan and I, and I worked out how we could afford it and I purchased the bits individually. And then the things started to arrive at my flat and I was excited first, the bars then the feet boxed, then the feet. And then, to my amazement, something seems to be missing. Now, I thought I had done enough research, but what I had yet to discover was that a roof box needs three components, four components. You need the box itself. Then you need the bars for the roof box to sit on. You need the feet that connect the bar to then the fitting, and the fitting connects the whole thing to the car. I have a Vauxhall Astra, 2015 Vauxhall Astra, pretty standard car, pretty popular car around the world. So I just, just assumed that the when they were sending me would just fit, um, and I discovered I needed to buy this specific kit, specifically the kit 3090. So I thought, oh, it must be quite easy to buy something like this, seeing as I have an Astra. And then, uh, to much to my surprise, I've discovered I discovered quite quickly that this specific part was not in dis- was no longer in distribution. It was no longer being manufactured. It was no longer being supplied by anybody. So I began the impossible quest of trying to f- source and purchase said part. Now, I had a long exchange with a company in the United States to ship this specific part, which, when brand new, would only cost £40. But because it is in high demand, the cheapest I was finding online was up to £150, £160. And at this point, I'm almost debating, do I just buy a new car? (laughs) What do I do? Do I just scrap this and just buy a trailer? How do I go about doing this? And eventually, uh, one one of my evenings, I discovered on eBay somebody... uh, Oh, no, on Facebook Market, actually, somebody uh, purchased a selling what just was described as Astra Roof Bars. And I looked into the description and discovered that this gentleman was selling the exact kit I needed. So I asked if he could just sell me the kit and the feet, and I bought them, and eventually they arrived, and everything fit. To this whole saga of buying these roof bars and the, the roof kit, all of this revealed to me two things. And buying it secondhand itself revealed two things that first that in life sometimes everything on the surface might seem right but there still might be something missing see on the surface what i had before me without the kit seemed perfect the only thing i didn't have was the thing to connect the thing to the car 
But if you didn't know what specific thing that needed to look like, you might have gone, it looks okay to me. But the second is this, that sometimes the things we need are things other people have. Here we come to this final chapter in 1 John. This letter, this this delivery towards a church confused in turmoil who are struggling with how to understand what is going on of the situation how to live a life in accordance with this jesus christ and this elderly john this beloved disciple right into this context almost giving them what they need giving them that part in which they need to just keep one more step so we come to the end of this letter and he's spoken about these ideas that god is both light and that god is love See, he has encouraged his church not only to recognize fear, but also to become like children of God once more. And as we draw to an end of this letter, might I suggest that there are two synonyms that John points to within this last chapter. Synonyms that I believe can help us in our work and in our school and on our daily relationships, wherever we are, to just take one more step forward. Because if we're all honest, we are all on a journey and we just want to take that next step. I believe that 1 John is a letter given not just to the church back then, but to the church today to enable us to take that one next step. See, the first point is this, that in 1 John 5, we see that love is a synonym of belief. That love is a synonym of belief. It's obvious for most that to speak of Christianity necessitates the need to address the concept of love. Now, there is a clarification that needs to be made here. What do I mean by love? In many ways, it can be easier to just say what I don't mean when I say love. See, love in the New Testament, in this context, speaks of more than just an emotion, more than just an emotion or an attraction towards something. See, within the New Testament, it is quite clear that this word love is given as a proper name towards the one who created all things. See, God is love. And in the person of Jesus Christ, we encounter that love has the name Jesus. And by in turn, when we move into the New Testament letters by Paul himself, we see a lot of this language of charisma, of gifts being given to the church, gifts that benefit those around them. See, that is an important thing to understand about anything of the church of Jesus Christ, is that gifts within the church are never given for the sake of the individual, but always for the sake of others. If anything, that is like ecclesiology, the study of the church 101, that these gifts that God gives us are for the benefit of others, not just for ourselves. See, they are given not just for our sake, but for their sake. And in the same way, Jesus was given to us, not just for God's own sake, but for our sake. See, in verse 11, we see that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. And it goes on to say that whoever has the Son has life, and whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. See, the message from John is to love, which is a synonym for belief. See, to speak about belief as a gift is to recognize that belief is not merely an achievement. See, in a church where many people are turned away from the truth, or even today, in an age where there is plurality of belief, there is multiplicity of opinions, what does it mean to believe? It means simply to receive. It means to be enveloped, 
by the one who is love. This is the message that John wants to tell his church, that God is love. See, to nurture a relationship with God is to acknowledge that he is love. See, verse 13, he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Verse 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. See, hearing God is not through merit, but through love. We're from his love. And yet, even reading this letter, we fall into the very easy trap that in our response to this love, we act. But sooner rather than later, in our mind's eye and often the way that we sort of go about our daily life, it seems to be that God's love is in a response to our action. So this is why, and this is the second synonym within 1 John 5, which I think is important to recognize, that being is a synonym of doing. See, John is clear that what we do is important. In fact, that it is love of God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. But they are not burdensome. See, I was coming up with solutions for my top box, each more expensive than the last, some of which were even selling the whole thing itself, some of which were clamped, some of which were shipping in this £40 part from the United States of America. Then I looked closer to home, and I discovered someone who was selling it secondhand. See, when it arrived, it was the perfect part. See, if anything, it was bespokely made to do the job it was designed to do. See, in our walk with Christ, it is true that we need to pray more. We may need to fast more. We may need to proclaim the gospel more. We may need to sing more. We may need to be silent more. But what if today, rather than focusing on verbs of doing, we recognize that in his old age, John is crying out that we start with just being See, instantly people could turn to me and say, ah, Jack, see, you're letting us off the hook. See, you're telling us that whatever we do has no significance. We're just meant to be loved by God and go about our daily basis. But let me ask you this. What is harder, for a child to please their parent or for a child to be their parent's child? See, might it not be the same that God is more interested in our having confidence that we are first his because then in response to being his, we act in a certain way. Yes, there are many ways in which the Church of Jesus Christ are called to act. And series after series after series could be given to encourage us to have different ways about living out the life of faith. But this life of faith is always in response to the one who is love. See, prayer in this place is less a discipline and more of a privilege. Singing is not necessarily awkward, it's a necessity. We respond because of love. This is the command to love God and to love one another. This is why it is not burdensome. It is not difficult to be the biological child of someone. It is in your DNA. And in turn, it is not difficult to be a child of God because it is in our DNA. See, it is not burdensome to keep his commands to love God and love one another when we establish that this understanding of doing necessitates a posture of being. 
Now, yes, there's much to say about how John understands sin in this concept. And please hear me, there is such a thing of sin. And there may be other talks on 1 John 5 that speak of this issue itself. But I believe today that for those under the sound of my voice, for those who may be hearing this online in future weeks, whoever hears this might be able to just pause and take a moment to acknowledge that it is old age, John could have said many things. He could have said, you do this, you do this. Jesus did it like this, you should do it like this. But instead, this letter to the church is to remind them that God is light and God is love. So our attention here must be to acknowledge that we are simply meant to believe. And in our belief, we are simply meant to be. For you are a child of God. You are loved. You are forgiven. You have this gift of life. What do we do in response to this? Yes, we go and tell our friends, our colleagues, those around us. Yes, we go out of our way to bless those around us. But let us never do these actions thinking that God's love comes in response to them. But that what we do is always in a response to our being loved by God. Because we are his children, his most precious and beloved. The beloved disciple himself writes these words to remind us today and for always that before all else, we, you and I, are loved. Amen. Thank you for listening to SGTM Talks. We hope you found this insightful and inspiring and can tune in again soon. In the meantime, try out our website, sgtm.org. Thank you.